Welcome to the podcast, Let the Prophet Speak. Today we continue our study of the book of Samuel 2, Shmuel Bet. Today we will study the uh, chapter 13 <coughs> and chapter 12. <coughs> we read of the um, aftermath of the uh, sin of David with Bathsheba. Uh, but just the beginning of the aftermath, uh, it's going to continue to spiral out of control pretty much for the rest of David's career and uh, cause much um, much difficulties. And this next episode, is, uh, which we're about to read in chapter 13, is one of the most uh, difficult and one of the most jarring and disturbing. So, um, but it is important for us to uh, understand, absorb this, and realize the consequences of sin and the enduring consequences of on a family when someone does something like what David did before. So David had, remember, had had come to admitted his faults, uh, suffered the loss of of a son, and now we're about to learn how this affects the rest of the family. And uh, here we go. It was after this. The, the verses deliberately uh, specify. And it was after those events. In other words, as a result of those events that occurred before. Don't think this is just an isolated incident. But once the um, corruption gets into the family, it, it, it becomes pervasive. It, it, it grows you know, like a cancerous tumor in the family. Avshalom ben David. And for Avshalom, the son of David, Achos Yafa, he had a beautiful sister, Ushma Tamar. Her name was Tamar. Vayehavah, Amnon ben David, and Amnon, the son of David, uh, loved her. Was it where this term here uh, is is a, is a infatuation, a sexual infatuation with her? Now, it, the way it's worded here is interesting because it says Avshalom, the son of David, had a sister. Um, and so one would presume that it would be Amnon's sister as well. But it's presented here because Amnon is Absalom's brother. So one could understand it in all sorts of ways. Uh, why is it presented as if she is Absalom's sister? And clearly, as we'll see from the events about to unfold, that Absalom had a specific uh, relationship with her and to the extent that he, you know, he, he took care of her and so on. Um, so maybe she was called his sister because he was closer with her, as opposed to Amnon, who had just had the sexual infatuation and eventually is going to come to uh, to hate her. The um, the other understanding and uh, there, there's a rabbinic tradition, of course, that possibly she was um, uh, halachically, you know, maybe not really a sister because she could have been born to a mother that had converted and she may have been born uh, prior to the conversion that is an interesting tradition which also answers some of the problems but um on the surface it would sound like uh, she may have been a sister a maternal sister to Absalom, so only a half sister to amnon which is possible um so or maybe she was a, a born of a woman who who married into the family, but she may have been born even to a different father before she came into David's household, which is another possible suggestion. 
But any one of these suggestions, none of this is evident from the verses themselves. And since in this podcast, for those of you that have been studying with me, I'm trying to portray the impression that the verses themselves are trying to portray. And in that sense, the most accurate um, portrayal, I believe, is to say that she was a sister to both of them, but she was closer to Avshalom in a normal sisterly way, and Amnon was looking upon her as a sexual object. So, And um, uh, it, it pained Amnon uh, uh, to the extent that he got lovesick because of his sister, Achoto. Now here in this verse, it, it reminds us that she is Amnon's sister as well. Kivitulahi, <coughs> because she was a virgin. <coughs> and in this extent, extent um, you know, she, she was, you know, an uh, unattached young girl who was very pretty, and Amnon desired her tremendously. Amnon and Uma. But it seemed to Amnon that it was too far from him. There's no way he could ever actually uh, um, act upon this desire and do anything to her. So because because of the you know the po- politics of a of a of a household, she was a sister. There was no way it could happen. Well, Amnon Rea, however, Amnon had a friend, Ushmo Yonadav Ben Shima. He was. Um, uh, his name was Yonadav. He was his cousin because he was the son of Shema, Achi David, the son of Shema, who was David's brother. Yonadav <coughs> And Yonadav was a smart, intelligent, or in this context, uh, the translation clever, a very clever man is a better, <coughs> uh, better understanding because the advice he's about to give him is not exactly smart in any sense other than um, than <laughs> in, in being an idea to bring about something which was not good to begin with. And he said to Yonadav, said to Amnon, why is it um, you, my um, my prince, my Ben Amelech, that why are you so so, um, so distraught and so depressed every morning? Hello, Tagidli. Tell me, tell me what's going on. Tamar, the sister of Shalom Machi. Again, it emphasizes that she was somehow more the sister of Avshalom um, than the sister of Amnon. Ani Ohev. I love her. Right? I desire her. And I'm using the term love in reference to uh, desire, not not actual real love or care or concern between between Amnon and his sister. So Yonadav said, I'll give you a trick. How in this household you can finagle a situation where the two of you will be alone and possibly um, do with her what it is that you wanted to do. So lie down in your bed and pretend you are ill. And certainly your father will come to visit you. And he will say, and you will say and say to him, bring Tamar, my sister, and let her give me some, some food to eat. And she can make for me the the food that is meant to make me healthy, some kind of a food that they would give uh, cook for a person who was ill. 
so that I can see as she cooks it, and she can feed to me. I will eat it from her. So in this way, you can make a situation that you'll have her alone. You can talk to her and maybe convince her to um, to sleep with you. So Amnon followed his advice. He lied down. He pretended he was sick. And the king came to see him. And Amnon said to the king, Bring Tamar, my sister, and let her uh, need for me two, um, two cakes. And then I will become, uh, uh, I, I can eat from her hands. So David sent for Tamar, saying as follows, Please go to your uh, brother's house. Asilo Habiria and make him the food uh, that he needs uh, to become healthy. Vatelach Tamar Beit Amnon Achia, Buhu Shochev, and Tamar these uh, went to his home, uh, the home of Amnon her brother, and he was lying in bed. Vatikachet Abatzek, and she took the dough, Vatolash, and she kneaded it. Vatelabev Leinov, and she baked it in front and 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 kneaded it into um, uh, before him with. And she cooked these um, these uh, cakes of some sort. And she took out a um, the mashreth. Mashreth is some kind of a cooking device, uh, like a pan or something. And she um, and she set out the, them before him. But he refused to eat. And Amnon said, I want to be alone. Let everyone leave the room. And everyone left. So it was just Amnon and Tamar. And Amnon said to Tamar, Bring the birya, the food, to my inner room, uh, my bedroom. And I will eat the food from your hands. And you can feed me. And she took the cakes. And she came to her brother Amnon to the inner room. And she approached him to eat, um, to, uh, uh, to, to feed him, right? And, and he grabbed her, and he said, Come, lie down with me, my sister. So, um, at first, uh, demanding that she does it, Supposedly, willingly, and she said, "No, my brother, <coughs> do not force me to to lie with you." Such things are not done in Israel. Do not do this disgusting thing. These words are almost a direct quotation from the same words that Shimon and Levi, that Simon and Levi used in Genesis. When Dina, their sister, was taken by, <coughs> by, <coughs> by Shechem ben Chamar, um, they also use these terms. Lo Such things are not done in the people of Israel, and they also co- use the same term of calling it uh, to do this terrible, disgusting thing. So this um, indicates, of course, that the that 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 story, the story of the Torah, was something that the people. Um, frequently spoken, frequently used in David's times because that tradition was in, in the family and in within the people, but also the same idea that she's probably trying to invoke uh, 
that story to convince Amnon to cease and desist from what he's about to do. Uh, you know, this kind of act, forcing someone unwillingly um, uh, and raping someone is the kind is something that should not be acceptable. Va'ani and then she appealed to his to his sense of you know of justice. What will be the result if we did this? If you did this to me, where will I bring my shame? <coughs> and this uh, reminds us the uh, just the awful, awful situation of any any woman after being forcibly raped. You know, where can I go with my shame? I will be ashamed. I will always be considered, you know, um, somehow damaged, uh, damaged, damaged goods, so to speak. Uh, and and wh- where am I going to go to? How can I take this shame? This is going to ruin my life, <coughs> and um, and and there's no place for me to run. It's something that will always be in my past if you do this, <coughs> and that's me. Viata and you, I'm known. You'll just be like any one of the 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 low lives, any one of the the good for nothings, and the people of Israel. After you know, now you're a prince. After you do this, you're just going to be just uh, just a uh, just a, a rapist, just a, la- a low life, a nothing. And now, and here, the best understanding of this is she's saying this just as a way to get out of the situation, but um. It's it's difficult fully to understand what she's about to say. Speak to the king. He won't hold me back from you. Uh, in other words, if you really want me so bad, talk to the king and we'll arrange a, 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 a marriage. Now, remember, she is his sister. So it's hard to imagine that David would somehow allow a marriage of, of his two of his children to each other and it could do to the ancestral nature of such a relationship, which is where those ideas that I mentioned before about how she may not have been um, technically his, his sister, you know, all those suggestions come about from this, this statement. But another way of understanding this statement is she didn't really mean that it could happen. She was just saying it in order to get out of the situation uh, to avoid what's about to occur. He refused to listen, this is verse 14, to her entreaties, to her voice, to what she was asked, what she was trying to convince him. And he, and he overpowered her, and he raped her, and he lay with her. So he committed this terrible deed, and the verse is not, doesn't mince words at all. The verse says and describes exactly what he had done. So there's no doubt as to what had occurred. <coughs> and immediately... As we often find in these kind of cases, um, uh, the, the hatred that Amnon and the guilt that Amnon felt for himself, <coughs> instead of recognizing his own mistake and attempting to the extent that it's even possible to, to own up to his mistake and repair it, he transferred that hatred and anger against her. Amnon <coughs> Amnon then hated her with a tremendous amount of hatred. The verses here are, are really describing a phenomenon which we are all too familiar with in these kind of cases where the, where the perpetrator blames the victim. The perpetrator starts to hate uh, the victim and transfers all of his, his hatred and anger against her. The, the, just the awful unfairness and suffering 
that he caused, that he did, he now aims and blames on her and it causes him to hate her. Because the hatred that he hated to her <coughs> was greater than the love that he had loved her before. In other words, all that desire that he had before has now turned into a hate that was much, much stronger even than the desire that he had before. And Amon said to her, get out of here. But Tomer lo, as if it was somehow her fault. But Tomer lo, alodos hazos, and then she said to him, understanding and knowing the the situation that she was in, and the um, and the uh, difficulty of the uh, situation for her, and understanding. That, that the position that she would be in from here on in, at this point, uh, uh, the, the, the victim of rape knows she's damaged goods. She's never going to be able to find the kind of spouse that would have been appropriate for her having had this event. That's the world that they lived in. That's how things worked. Now she's not going to be able to find, as she used to be, a virgin princess who's going to get for herself the some some a marriage with a great... A prince of some sort, but now she's damaged goods. So she says, "What you're doing to me now, throwing me out, is even worse than the original sin, right?" Right, right. It's even, in other words, now you're sending me out. That's even worse than what you did to me <coughs> by sending me out. In other words, now own up to what you did, take responsibility, and 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 stick with me, support me. And possibly marry me, right? <laughs> so that at least I'll have that, right? But he refused to listen to her. So he rejected her by Yikra et Na'aro And he called his, his servant who served him by Yomer and he said to him, Get rid of this, this thing. Like he didn't even call her a human, didn't even call her a person. Get this, <coughs> this. Away from me, Achutza, get it outside. And lock the door behind her. Just get her out of here. And then, And she was wearing a ketonet pasim, a colorful garment. This is the exact term that's used to describe the ketonet pasim that Joseph was given by his father. So she was wearing a ketonet pasim. <coughs> because this is how the king's daughters Right would would dress habitulot mi'ilim. The ones that were virgins would wear these cloaks. And um. And she and and then he locked the door behind her. So the servant took her outside, locked the door behind her, and she went away. So now we will um. Uh, let me just read one more verse, uh, verse 19. And she put ashes upon her head. And she tore this beautiful cloak that she was wearing. And she put her hand on her head. And she went walking and crying um, in, in, in ashamed and downtrodden, depressed. Actually, um, well, I think from, from, from verse 20, we're going to read in the next half of this chapter 13. <coughs> 
and we will read as this terrible event that we just read will let the the awful awful event and its its consequences um let that sit in your mind until we study the second half of the chapter and see how the story just continued to devolve into worse and worse strife and chaos in the house of David. All starting with the terrible decision that David had made to commit the sin with Bathsheba and the cover-up, etc. Thank you so much for studying this together with me. I know sometimes some of these chapters are very difficult and troubling to read, but it's important for us to process the, all, the ter- terrible, terrible horror and pain of some of an event like this uh, these are, are these are things which we are much better off confronting and reading about than putting off aside and pretending they don't exist thank you so much looking forward to studying the rest of the book of samuel together and of course many many more books of the prophets